Holly. Jenny, Jen. What do we call? What do we call you? Anything will do. Anything will do. Okay. Right. Any, any, anything you just said. Or oh, one called. of those three. Yes. Not oi. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Jennifer. This is our ninth podcast. In ninth, thought it was eighth. Eighth is moonlight. This is ninth. So it's ninth. Yes. Nine weeks. Eight weeks. Nine weeks. Nine well, weeks. we said we said eight weeks last time and said, oh, we've been doing it for two months, so. But it's the ninth one anyway. It's the ninth one. Okay, well, after that slick intro. We're getting um, better. We are, yeah. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone listening. I don't know how many listened to last week's. Did we get double figures yet? Might have done. I Actually, know. I need to look at the okay. stats probably. Yeah, we're not we're not all over the stats, are we? Well, no. No. It's not like they're going up every But we hour. have we have we have now got like a thousand followers on social media. We do. That's exciting. Which is impressive. That's four numbers. That is yeah. four like. LCR three six five on Instagram and Twitter. If anyone is actually interested, um, posting pictures of film. Yeah, we might. You never know. From this, we might add. One or two. Great, I'm all for it. <laughs> right, well, okay, um, for those of you new to this, um, it is always this professional, yes. Uh, six trivia questions coming up um, in blocks two, answers at the end, all, all TV and film related. Of course. Um, and we this week's deep dive is uh, a two, the 2019 Todd Haynes film Dark Waters. Um, we'll have a little a closer look at that without giving too much away. Although it is a true story, so you can just go find it yourselves. Yeah, it's all there on Wikipedia. But anyway, so um, before we um, get into the deep dive of Dark Waters, that's quite That's, apt, that's good, that worked. It? Yeah, that yeah. worked that time. Right. Um, shape of Water would work as well, wouldn't it? A deep dive into a shape of, the Shape of Water. I can see it on our DVD okay. shelf. What else, what else is there? A deep dive into 1917 works? A deep dive a deep into dive the into Jaws. That would be dangerous. Uh, that would be unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Good play. Right. Um, we could be here all day. So, again, I, saw I saw someone tweet I saw someone tweet the other day that they can't watch the film Jaws without constantly questioning why Jaws has got an S. Why is it plural? There's only one shark. Why is he called Jaws? He's only got one jaw, has he? I don't well, know. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was late at night. I saw oh a tweet. God, that's going to annoy me now. Right, well there you go. Anyway, anyway. Look, so first two questions. Right, Jennifer, you ready? Oh, yeah. I need my glasses. Right, hang on. Oh no. Which actor who starred in The Thick of It went on to play the 12th Doctor Who? Okay, I know that one. You know that one? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And question two, and you'd have to set my word for it, it's question two. <laughs> what superhero does the character Tony Stark become? Oh, okay, okay. I think Are you two for two? I think I am, yeah. Right, I need to get a little bit more difficult next week. You just get your glasses. Anyway, not me and my glasses, yeah. They're somewhere, I just can't see them. Um, what 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 we watched this week? Okay, so this week we finished The Sinner Season 3. We just finished it yesterday. Um... Yeah, Again, I, I, did, I had an interesting chat on Twitter with someone. You did, yeah, I was going to say. Go, you, you go, because it's your... And, your and um, we both agreed uh, that, well, his words were season three was ridiculous. Um, I tended, yeah. I, I found myself questioning lots of things that were happening, especially in the last couple of episodes, 
of it thinking that's a bit silly that that wouldn't he wouldn't do that he wouldn't do that yeah so i kind of agree with him i did enjoy it though i still oh, enjoy I, it i loved it bill yeah. Pull, bill pullman he's a plays a, a suppressed conflicted um detective really well um but yeah it was good it was good yeah. it wasn't as good as seasons two, one and two definitely no similar in a sense to ozark i thought but um yeah, but still, still would recommend definitely. But yeah, you have to get past a lot of questionable choices. Um, what else you watched? Um, we've also watched The Woods. We've got one episode left of that though, so we can talk about how we feel about it next week. But um, it's the Polish um, mystery thriller, um, and it's good. It's only six episodes, so it's quite short. We've managed to drag it out um, about a mystery like crime takes place in 25 years later the case is reopened there's a lot of questions um, and that's that's been really really good also on Netflix um, I have been watching Ashes to Ashes because if you have listened I've been watching I had been watching Life on Mars and I finally finished it so I've moved on to Ashes to Ashes which is the what word am I looking for it's not a, se- it's not a sequel well it is well it kind yes. of is yeah um, and it's the same kind of it's idea just 10 years later it's 1983 1981 is it? I thought it was 83. Well, you are watching it currently. So <laughs> but, you know, it's the 80s. Me- my memory's a bit yeah. iffy at best of times. A little bit. Um, but it's a similar kind of idea that um, someone involved with the police in um, the early 2000s then has an accident and ends up caught in a world in, well, in this case, Keely Hawes, and ends up back in the 1980s. But the, the difference in this series is that she has been following... Um, Sam Tyler's um, kind of his recount of what happened when he was he was in a coma and he had this world in the 70s and she's very aware of that so her character is quite interesting because she's much more confident and brash because she's just like oh well I know I'm gonna wake up eventually I know I'm gonna get out of this so it's it's, it's good and it's got obviously like returning cast um, like Jean Hunt and, and the other um, members of the police force that is kind of rhyming slang in it his name a little bit, yeah. He hasn't changed either. No. Um, so I'm really enjoying that, and there's three series, three seasons of that um, that I can watch. So that'll keep me occupied for a while. Well, that you're right, a couple of years. Yeah, I know. I don't get through things quickly, and I jump around a little bit. So I want to watch other things as Who well. Sings that? Jump up, jump up, jump up. House of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's Apt as well? Carry on. Oh. What's up, you seen? Oh. Um, I was just going to ask you what you've watched. Oh, um, <laughs> I can already guess. Shit's Creek. Yeah. Season four. Didn't like it. You are making progress with that. I, I thank you. Um, You're much better at getting through TV shows than I am. I am. You know, I commit more to it. Wow. Okay. And um, what's the other one I'm watching? A oh, white collar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, harmless. Yeah. Okay, two more questions. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm worried now because I was pleased. You didn't get your glasses, Crap, did you? I didn't get my glasses, did I? <laughs> Number three. Which star provides the voice for Bolt in Disney's animated movie of the same name? Oh, no. No, that's not it. But don't, <laughs> I feel like don't, I should know. But don't I shout out. And question four. Well, actually, the next three questions all looking for years. Oh, great. So in what year was Spielberg's E.T. released? Is that word? Yeah. So, okay. In what year was Spielberg's oh, no. E.T. released? Right, answers at the end. Um, what are we up to now? Okay, that's, um, that's that for, yeah, right, okay. 
time into dark waters. Woohoo! Yes. Take it away, Sam. <laughs> is that is that a quote from a film? Well, played again, Sam. Isn't it? Oh, that's I just said, take it away. Now do. So. Um, yeah. So dark waters. This is a more recent film. It only came out in two thousand nineteen, but it's now back in cinemas because I think people. It came out late in two thousand nineteen, so people might not have had a chance to see it. So it's actually out in the cinemas that are open. Um, and it was directed by Todd Haynes, we said earlier. Um, I hadn't... I'd heard his name, but I wasn't sure what he'd done. What else has he done? Well... It's, um, funny, it's funny I should ask that. <laughs> I've prepared. Um, the most recent thing he's done of note, I would say, is Carol from 2015. Carol? Who's the actress in Carol? Oh, I don't research oh, this. I haven't seen it. Was it Kate Blanchett? I'm yeah, it might, sure. it might have been someone like I that. I think it's Kate Blanchett. Don't quote me on that because I don't research every film that I quote because I'd be here all day. You need to sort out your research, dear. You need to... Stop asking you tricky yeah, questions. questions. Um, it's a logical question. So Carol was a recent one um, and he first came to prominence because he actually did a, um, a documentary about Karen Carpenter um, called Superstar and it was a story about her, her, I think it's the final 17 years of her life before she died um, from anorexia and the various things going on and he... He got publicity for that, but probably for all the wrong reasons because he didn't have licensing to use the Carpenter's music and people wanted to sue him and there were people that were painted in a very bad light, understandably. Kate Blanchett was in Carol. Good shout, along with Rooney Mara. That's the one. I haven't seen Carol, and again, it's one of these films I know I should have seen and I haven't. I apologise, I can't see every single film. Apology Um, accepted. Thank you, you haven't seen it either. Um, so yeah, so he, so he came to prominence for um, Karen Carpenter's story. He's done, he's done a few other things and he's written as well. Um, the screenplay for this was written by Matthew Michael Carnahan. Uh, I've never heard of him either, but he apparently wrote screenplay for World War Z, which is the zombie... Brad Pitt. Yeah, the zombie film, which again, have not seen. I've seen don't, it. Don't really think I want to. I've seen Don't it. Know. It's a bit pretty. I liked it. It's okay, just... it might be worth it. It's just never something that. Um, it's not quite. Sh- it's not. Me. It's not quite Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, that's the problem. I would just. I would just take Shaun of the Dead over any zombie film any day. Um, and it stars. This film stars Mark Ruffalo, um, and he also helps produce it. Um, I'll talk a bit more about him in a minute. Um, and like I said, it's a true story, and the story comes from a piece that was written for the New York Times. Um, and it was titled The Lawyer Who Became DuPont's Worst Nightmare by Nathaniel Rich. And who's DuPont, 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 DuPont? DuPont. Who's, who's DuPont? They are an American chemical manufacturing corporation. Right, so it's so, corporate America stitching up its yeah. citizens' um, money talks. Very much so, yeah. So, yeah, in the film... Little man against sticking it to the big man. I mean, kind of. I mean, Mark Ruffalo plays a corporate lawyer. He's a corporate defence lawyer. He's he's in the corporate it's bit, world. It's a bit like Spotlight, and when he was it is. I was going to say when he was the um, Mark journalist that too. uncovering the Catholic um, yeah. the, the the horrendous crimes of the um, what do you call it paedophile priests in yeah. Boston, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah, and apparently this is actually the second film that Mark Ruffalo has been in that actually references Dupont in quite a negative way. Um, which I find quite funny, um, because he's known he's known for playing the Hulk in the Avengers franchise, and he's been in Zodiac, he's been in Shutter Island, he's 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 done a lot um, in his career. He's versatile. He is. Um, he is a great he played, actor. He played this this lawyer, 
fabulously well. I mean, he was. Yeah. It was. It was painful at times. It's quite, oh, a, quite a long. It's film, not an it? easy watch, especially when you know from the start of the film that it's based on real events. And what it's tw- twenty years? Yeah, the, ongoing. The film, still ongoing. Ongoing. The real story. Yeah, the film spans. But don't worry, you do get, you do get, years. you do get, resi- you do get. Um, you get um, some sort of resolution at the end, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, so um, the guy that Mark Ruffalo plays is called Robert Billet. He's he's still around. He's still um, fighting cases. He appears in the film. Where does he appear? In, in the one film? of the, along with the, he, him and his wife, appear as one of the guests in the drinks thing, uh, um, celebration dinner at the end, towards the oh, end. No. There's so a couple of cameos from people from real people who are actually yeah who are actually affected who by are not playing themselves they're just extras but no. they they kind of gave them a little nod to yes um yeah so robert billet is still out there fighting um so he he was a corporate defense lawyer from cincinnati in ohio um so you know he's a he's a corporate defense lawyer he had a wife and they were having um over the film they have they have three boys um, you know, he's, so when it starts, he's just got one baby at home. It, it seems so. You know, he's really settled, um, and it all starts when his mother gets in. Um, his mother has a friend um, who is his name is Wilbur Tennant, and he's a farmer in West Virginia. And his mother knows him, and I think you know the connections made that her son is a is a corporate lawyer, and he needs help. And he turns up unannounced at um at. Um, Robert's office and dumps a load of videotapes and says I want you to take a look at these um, and he briefly explains that he's got livestock on his farm that are dying completely unexplained deaths and it's quite gruesome the, the footage he's obviously filmed like the the teeth are turning black and the, the bodies are rotting inside out it's horrible um, and he puts it down to um, DuPont this um, corporation are dumping waste in is it a reservoir that's near where he yeah, is? Yeah, but they've got a big plant. They they purchased yeah. his neighbour's farm. And they swore they're not putting chemicals yeah. in the water. Um, but but the, the, the thing about the, the chemical industry then is that the chemical industry, um, uh, what's the word, governed itself, monitored itself. And yes, so, the EPA. So they put forward a list of chemicals that they weren't allowed to, and then they were banned, those yes. chemicals were banned. But if they didn't put one forward... It's it wasn't just, banned because yeah. nobody nobody knew to check for it or to yeah. test for it. Oh, sorry about that. Doorbell, postman, typical timing. Anyway, back to Dark Waters. Where were you? In the murky world of DuPont's Who chemical um, spillages. Or, and it's the more the cover-up, isn't it? Yeah, it's the fact that there's chemicals that aren't regulated. and Regulated, that's the word I was trying oh, to think Oh, okay. Of. I was going to say, they're regulated by the Environmental Protection Agency. But, so. only, but, that, but the Environmental Protection Agency only have a list of chemicals that the chemical companies gave them in the first place. That was the, that was the kind of yeah. catch-22 for trying to investigate. You couldn't investigate yeah. something you didn't know existed. Yeah. So uh, initially DuPont are on board because they know that really there's nothing to, there's nothing to find. They're monitoring themselves. And Robert then pushes it, so they try, and, they try and stop him from investigating by giving him a load of files covering the last 50, 60 years, thinking, well, he's going to get lost in the files, he won't be able to make and sense that is, of it. That, that you, need to, you need to kind of d- illustrate that. as a, a decent-sized office room with box files piled floor to ceiling covering pretty much 
every square inch of the floor. Yeah. It's a, a vast undertaking and I don't know, I felt deflated watching it. I don't know how he how he actually set about coping with that and going through some system of um, well, he didn't know what he was looking for. No, and he, he starts off literally reading each file and putting a post-it note on it and writing the dates. And you're thinking there's so many dates and nothing's in order. So, but he perseveres and he he find, he eventually finds references to something called PFOA, but it's he be- can't link it, it to anything. It's because DuPont have are aware, that's oh, the yeah, thing, they they're, they're aware that they are contaminating the water and soil in uh, surrounding their plant. Yeah. And not only that, their workers are getting ill. People are now starting to get ill. Yeah. And they know that and they do that. They carried out their own uh, research using scientists, but the scientists are on their payroll so they can control the outcome of yeah. such research. But they just bury it. And it's old. And we're talking things like people contracting cancer, pregnant women who worked for DuPont having babies with deformities and the the, same kind of deformity yeah facial deformity and the pictures they show are real life pictures of people who were affected was a boy what was his name oh bucky bailey and he and he he makes a cameo later on and mark ruffalo can't even look at him because he knows he feels like he feels a sense of guilt that no one ever did anything and that that shouldn't have happened so he becomes a man obsessed which wrecks his home life and affects his relationship with his firm because they don't want him to keep taking this case. They think he should drop it. Although, I must admit, well, what's the guy's name, his boss's name? It's Tim Robbins who plays Yes, boss. Tim Robbins. Yeah. He, I did think at the start he was going to be obstructive, but actually he wasn't. He gave. He him, does come round. He gave. Well, he, he does not obstructive from the start. He allows him to do it. He allows him to do what he wants, really. He's well, re- yeah. They do clash from time to time, but that's understandable over 20 years yeah but he does he wasn't obstructive at all i thought he he realized that there was a human story to this yeah. and he allowed him to pursue that which i thought was was impressive i didn't think that would be the case yeah. but so it's this chemical it's it's in the water so it's affecting humans as well so in the same way the cattle's teeth were rotting he noticed that people in the area Kids, their teeth yeah. were turning black and horrible and he also discovers it's in Teflon. Well, it's Teflon in, is the key, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's in the Teflon to, to the materials make non-stick pans. And it involved a scene where he comes home early hours of the morning. His his wife, played by Anne Hathaway, thinks she's being thinks they're being robbed, and he's pulling up the carpet and he and he makes her sit down and he says, "You have to understand why I'm taking this case," because she's begging him to stop because he's become so obsessed. I mean, his, his um, mental health and physical health suffer also. Yeah, in the later years, he gets very ill. He has to go to hospital. And the, com- um, the firm that he works for, the company, um, they keep making him um, take a pay cut because he's just focusing all his time on this one case and he doesn't get very where- uh, get anywhere. Can't talk. Get anywhere for a very long time. And we just say the film jumps um, jumps certain years and it's just, it's just ongoing. It's, it's awful to think that, it, that it's real. It's a bit it reminded me of what of um, Erin Brockovich. Oh yeah, you just what, said that. Where although she wasn't a lawyer, but it was a kind of a case of an individual taking on a corporate giant. Yeah. And kicking their ass. Yeah. Whooping their ass. Yeah. Sucking it to the man. Yes. Isn't that Jack Black in? Sticking school, it to the man. Yeah. School, school of rock. rock. Yes. Stick it to the man. Um, and, and, and as it goes on, Wilbur, who, who owned the farm and alerted him to this in the first place, he reveals that both he and his wife have cancer. Um, he, he later dies and 
it's just it's still ongoing it's, it's awful it's it's really slow oh there's a is it, i think it ultimately they get as far as a a class action suit involving yes. like three over three thousand, or is it thirty thousand? I can't remember. I can't remember um, the exact number. Complainants and Dupont, even at that stage, wanted to just bury them in court. So I said, "We'll take them on one at a time, not accepting a class action." Yeah. So old um, whatever his name is, Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> he he said, "Okay," and with the first case, he won X amount. With the yeah, next case, he won X amount plus something, and then. Mm. DuPont realised this is going to cost them... Yeah, when, what, so they, they eventually settled for about... I think it's about $671 million um, they wanted to settle for, but it's, it's still ongoing. Still nothing. They were making a billion pound a year profit just yeah. from Teflon. And, and up until the very... Up until God, not even that long ago, they were still arguing that the amount of chemical they actually had in their products was safe and they just cleared it as safe and then obviously scientists started to realise no this isn't safe so they had to take blood tests on people in the local area and that part alone of the film well in real life as well it, well, it covered seven years to get the results back from that and that whole time people Robert Miller is yeah, watching people die he's suffering mentally his family is falling apart and it is excruciating to think that that, that really happened is it a good film though? Oh, I think it is a good film. Um, it's ba- it's based on a true story, and it is dark and it's gritty, and you know something that covers twenty, thirty years. It's um, it does a good job of condensing it and and just showing you how awful it Whilst was. Whilst also illustrating how painstaking it must have been. You got, have you got any like trivia? There's not much on this film. I mean, we, we talked about Bucky Bailey. Um, if you Google him, he was one of the children who was born with a deformity, and he, he stars in the film briefly in a cameo in a gas station. And like we said, there are other cameos. There's not much else to say about it. It's it's all it's well, all a true story. Didn't he, didn't he do his filming on the last day of filming? He did his bit on the last day. He of was filming. the very last scene. Yes. And no, but they actually, they actually filmed it last as well. Yes. And no, that's what I meant. Sorry, it was the last scene that they shot. It's not yeah. the last scene in the film. And there's a there's a roundup at the end of what happened. But I would say definitely look up the real story as well if you if you're interested in the more scientific details. They do play it down for the film. But yeah, I think it was a good film. I I enjoyed it. And Mark Ruffalo is great. We've talked about him, and it's got it's got Tim Robbins, it's got Anne Hathaway, it's got Bill Pullman. Um, briefly in it as well so lots of good actors there too yeah that was good you're done yeah do you want me to give a rating you always ask me oh that. yeah of course wow May okay I, I don't know if I'm being harsh but I'm giving it four out of five because it's a good film but I feel like it's a film it's one of those films that I may not watch again now that I've seen it and I know the story um but I would say that actually I would watch Spotlight again and that's in the same vein that's because you watched it years ago Maybe give this. A maybe few years. if I give it a few years, maybe I would watch it again. Um, and I, but I would recommend it to people. But I'll say, I'll say four out of five, and I don't think I'm being harsh. I did really like it. There's nothing to fault about it because it is based on a true story. It's not a film that's out for effects and things like that. It's just a, a heartfelt story, and so I enjoyed it. Okay, well, bully for you. <laughs> Thanks. Right, great. So that's that done. Let's two more questions. Last okay. two questions. So you reckon, how many have you got so far, do you think? I can't remember what the 
previous two questions were, but I think I've got... Um, who provides oh, the voice no, no, for no. Bolt and then Spielberg's E.T., what year? Oh, no. Then okay. I've got two for definite and then the other two, no. Question five, then. In what year was Daniel Radcliffe born? Well, you love Harry Potter, so... I do love Harry Potter, and I, I kind of know how old he should be. You're some kind of fangirl. Okay, I'm not... I'm not okay, right. and the final question. The King's Speech is a 2010 movie about a radio broadcast made in what year? Okay. Okay, so these six <laughs> questions. Answers at the end, which won't be long. So, uh, anything coming up? Anything being released in the next week that... that our listener should really... <laughs> Our one listener. Um, there's one DVD that I thought was worth recommending. It's called Radioactive. And it's a biographical drama about uh, Marie Curie. So it stars Rosamund Pike, who you know from Gone Girl. And it stars Sam Riley, who uh, is known for Marie Control. Marie Curie. And she played, f- played Ian Curtis. Oh, very good. So you've seen that, so you know who he is. Um, and she win two Nobel, Nobel. prizes for, for science. science. Yeah. yeah. So the film, the film documents her life. I got there in the end. Yeah. The film documents her her life, and so I thought that that was a good one that I would actually recommend. That's coming out on the twenty seventh of July. I think DVDs up until August now, pretty slim pickings. I had a look at a few of them. Well, cinemas are going to start opening properly, like, and maybe may, maybe with, with new releases rather than reruns of... Yeah, so I can actually talk about those, because, yeah, like I said last time, cinemas are just showing stuff that people might not have seen from early on this year. Um, I did have a look at iPlayer, because iPlayer have a lot of box sets on there of shows that... I feel like I should have seen. Have you checked out BritBox? No. Do you know what BritBox is? Yes, but I haven't actually looked at I've it. I've never looked at it. Either. No, that that's something to know you think about as well. But do you pay a subscription for, for BritBox? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, iPlayer's free. So there's three shows I've picked out from iPlayer, box sets, which you can watch. I think they're on there for a pretty unlimited time. They're all fairly recent, so they're things that were on TV that you might have already seen. But the first one is The Salisbury Poisonings, which is based on the events of 2008 in Salisbury. If you don't know what that is, you're living under a rock. And it's only three episodes that aired fairly recently, so that's one. Um, A show I've heard a lot about called This May Destroy You. I've heard about this a lot, and I never thought to look at what it was. I don't know what I thought it was. Is it This May Destroy You or I May Destroy You? What is it? It's called This May Destroy You. Yeah, I've seen an an episode of it. Have you? I have, yeah. Oh, what did you think of it? Um, well, the uh, it, it again quite quite raw and and gritty, but I didn't watch. It wasn't the first one, and I felt like I I I, I think I, I watched about half hour actually, and I thought I can't watch this from this point because the characters aren't significant enough to me because I don't know their backstories. So I'd need to watch it from the start. Okay. I haven't seen any of it. Um, it stars Michelle Cole, who had a series before, um, I think it was on Channel 4, I want to say, called Chewing Gum. And it was something I knew about, but I'd never actually seen. But this, the series follows a woman called Arabella, who plays a novelist, um, or she's a novelist, sorry, who rose to fame through social media and is labelled as the voice of her generation, uh, reassessing her career, friendships and family after she's drugged and sexually assaulted in a nightclub. 
it sounds like something quite gritty and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying like oh this destroyed me it genuinely did like they got so um, into it and were invested in it and it was really emotional so I'd be quite interested to have a look at that the last one is something again I feel like I should have watched and we just never got round to it it's The Nest it's got Martin um, Constantine from Line of Duty and Sophie Rundle from Peaky Blinders you know Peaky Blinders um, and it's just a drama series about a wealthy couple who ask a troubled teenager to be their surrogate but again I heard good things about it it's got good actors in and it's got a number of twists as well and I, I do like a good BBC drama so I would recommend those as three that I think people should watch and out of those three I would definitely be watching This May Destroy You because there's been such a hype about it I now want to see what that is and The Nest I think is good as well right Okay, answer time. Oh no, okay. I haven't even thought about these date ones. That was so genuine pain there, wasn't genuine. it? Right. Okay, question okay. one. Well, let's nice start off nice and easy for you. Okay. Which star girl, which actor <laughs> who starred in The Thick of It went on to play the Twelfth Doctor? Peter Capaldi. One out of one. What superhero does the character Tony Stark become? Iron Man. Two out of two. Look, she's on fire. Oh, that's it now. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Which star provides the voice for Bolt in Disney's animated movie of the same name? I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. He's also in Pulp Fiction. To Greece. Oh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, okay. No. Uh, question four. In what year was Spielberg's E.T. released? She's biting her fingers. Oh, because... For the yeah. Listener. 86. No. No. 82. Oh, wow, I didn't realise it was that early. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Question five. In what year was Daniel Radcliffe born? Okay, I want to say he's a similar age to me, but he's older than me, I think. I'm going to say 89. Well done. Oh, my God, really? Oh, my God, really? I'm oh, sorry, I got really excited. So that was a guess, then? It was a guess, yeah. Okay. I just calculated when three I was out, born. Three out of five. Okay. Final good. question. The King's Speech is a 2010 movie, but a radio broadcast made in what year? Oh no. Oh, Do you know who the king is? Yeah, I'm trying to think about when he was on the throne. Do you know his name? No, not offhand. I thought you were decent on kings and queens. No, I'm good on Tudors, and I know it's not the Tudors, so. George VI. Yeah, is that, but I don't know if that's before or after the Second World War. It's blurry, so. Is it blurry? 40, about 46. That. 1939. And oh, it, was it was his first. War. It was his first wartime broadcast, and so that's why he needed the, the the, the lessons, uh, the speech again, therapy. Again, another film I haven't seen. Oh, you've not seen the King's Speech. No, oh, that's, that's why I don't know. It's very good, very good. So there you go. Oh, I hope you did better than Jenny then, because you you being the listener, because that's she only got three out of six, which is you know, yeah, average. Half, half. Average. Half marks. Yeah, that's half wrong. <laughs> Okay. Right, I'm, I haven't got a one good one bad, so I'm, I'm done now. Oh, are you done? Prepared, are, you? are you done? Have you got a good and a bad? Oh, yeah, I prepped for it because you always ask. Wow, fantastic. Let's see. What's I mean, good? at least one of us is professional. Yeah. Um, I well, can't. I mean, my, my good for this week was Ashes to Ashes because it surprised me how much I love it. Um, I think Keeney Wars is great, and I like this take on the fact that she is very aware of the world that she's in and how things work and it's just a different way of looking at it my bad for the week is getting frustrated at the sinner um 
without spoiling anything, the scenes involving the baby, I couldn't watch. It was too <laughs> it was too difficult for me to watch. Anything where a child or a baby is in jeopardy, and I really I really thought I really thought it was. Isn't that an American T V show, Jeopardy? Yeah. Babies in that. Of course it is. It's changed since I knew it. Okay. Right. That was a great attempt at humour then. That was genuine. Right. Well, I'm done now. Thank the Lord. I thought you were going to say that your bad would be the sinner and just questionable choices. No, my my bad. I've got a good and a bad. Oh, okay. You do. I do. Off the cuff. I do. My bad is losing to Spurs last weekend, but my good is beating the champions of England midweek, which means that we are now the best team in the country because that's how these things work. So there you go. I'll leave you with that bad. I hope our listeners aren't driven by football too much. We're going to lose people. <laughs> Maybe we'll gain people I've already too. checked. Our one fan is an Arsenal fan, so it's fine. Are they? Oh, good to know. Our one listener, are they? Right, I'm done. Are you done? Yeah. Say goodbye, Jenny. Goodbye, Jenny. Ladies.